Welcome to Two Mamas and a Microphone, where we talk about authenticity and love and life and fear and just about anything else we feel like talking about. Prepare to laugh a little bit, to perhaps be inspired, and to regularly be annoyed by both of us. I'm Natalie Napoleon. I am a entrepreneur, photographer, and most importantly, a mother. And I'm Amanda Soler. I too am a mama of three, and I'm a professional who helps other people to grow professionally and personally as well. And we're Two Mamas and a Microphone. Where is that? Today we are talking about email etiquette. Oh, we have been talking about email etiquette etiquette for years. We have. It's our it is our pet peeve. Not only email etiquette, actually, digital etiquette. Absolutely. Poor digital etiquette. <laughs> Absolutely. So that means digital etiquette in terms of Facebook or Instagram or social media. Yeah. 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 Not in person. Um, so let's just start right off and say like, what really annoys us? Um, I really can't stand the whole, I'm going to send you my email in the subject line and not put anything in the body of this email. It's like sending a gift without a note inside. Or maybe it, the gift is on the outside of the box <laughs> because you open up the box expecting the gift and there's no gift. Or it not, it's not even a gift. It's just a package. It's a, when you get a package, you expect a little note inside. Hi, Natalie. Here's your package. I hope you're having a nice day. Right. That makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. But I'll take it if it's a gift. But if it's, hey, did you do such and such? What's that about? Just put the subject line, that's why it's there, and then write, hi, so-and-so, did you blah, blah, blah? Talk to you later, so-and-so. So what do you think the motivation behind writing an email like that is? You know, I don't get it. You tell me, because I don't get it. Do you think it's a control issue? Well, maybe it seems very dismissive, but I will say that I did post something about this on our Two Mamas and a Microphone um, Facebook page, and one of our friends said she sometimes does that if it's like a quick note to a mom whose kid left a coat at the house and she doesn't have their text that's fine i never got an email like that but if you don't have the person's text and you're trying to say something you know i guess it's just quicker um but aside from that i don't really know the motivation because i guess it all goes back to manners and we were probably raised in such a way that they were just very important. I think about the way, I think I told you this before, how I had to answer the phone, yeah. which was <laughs> Sullivan's residence. Amanda speaking. May I ask who's calling, please? I had to answer the phone like that too when I was a kid. <laughs> right. And, you know, I think it's just that kind of thing. But it's also treating people with respect. I just want to go back to the phone call thing. Yes. I know this is completely veering off topic, but yes. it drives me nuts when people don't say goodbye at the end of a conversation and just hang up. Okay. I'll go a step further. I'm going to call out my kids. I don't think kids know how to even talk on the phone anymore <laughs> because when I call my kids, sometimes they don't say hello. My kids don't say hello sometimes either. What is that about? <laughs> I think that they just think that there's no reason for a phone call to exist. Every yeah. time my middle son has some type of school issue to handle, my first response is call them. And the other day he said, 
what's the point of calling mom when you can just go online and handle it online? But, not, you know, quite frankly, a phone call can actually be a little more efficient than an online um, interaction. interaction. Well, to go back to the email thing, one thing that drives me really crazy is when people will send you an email and 10 minutes later, they call you. <laughs> Did you ever have that? I think I'm guilty of that. <laughs> I don't like that. It's impatience. <laughs> yeah. They send me an email and then 10 minutes later they call me and I think, what, what is that? Or this is even worse than that. I have gotten emails. I have answered the question in the email and then hours later, the person asks the question that they asked in the email, which I have responded. What do you mean they ask it? So in other words, email? I would say in an email, Hey, Natalie, what do you think if we do a podcast about leaving your shoes outside when you enter somebody's house? And you said, Amanda, I really like that idea. And then cut to, I call you later that day and say, hey, Natalie, I had an idea. What do you think if we do a podcast about leaving your shoes outside? Maybe that's early on, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> well, it happens to me. And I... I say, I responded to an email, just FYI, I think it's just, oh, I don't feel like reading my email. Now I want the answer this way. I have to say that I'm guilty of not reading emails because I have this issue where I've subscribed to 7 million different newsletters. So I'm just inundated with emails all day long. So I do miss emails. But if you sent somebody a question, wouldn't you look for the response? Maybe? 100%. <laughs> Uh, so do they admit to not yes. having read their email? Yes. Yes. Mm. So that's kind of annoying. Mm. What annoys you? Well, what annoys me is when I'm working with someone or someone's trying to get in touch with me and, you know, when someone's trying to get in touch with me via email and I don't respond, I, I mean, email's not text, right? I think I have a 24 up to 48 to even 72 hour window, depending on what day of the week you send the email to me. So if you send me an email Friday afternoon at 430, quite honestly, I follow this practice with text as well in terms of work. If you send me a message at 430 on Friday afternoon, I personally am not going to respond to you until Tuesday because Mondays are my own private creative mind days. Those right. are the days that I need to ease into my week. I need to plan and organize so that I'm not a basket case by the rest of the week. Right. So when someone doesn't get a response from me in the time they expect to get a response from me, they call me out on social media. <sighs> Terrible. Terrible. And so that really stresses me out. And I, you know, and as I'm thinking about it, I think that's why I have a, a little bit of an aversion to social media. I'm not posting on social media as much because I did have a client once when I was shooting weddings who uh, was waiting for her pictures and our pictures were always delivered uh, about a month or two months after the wedding, depending on how large the wedding was, how many photographs we took, et cetera, et cetera. So that was made fully clear. And she wanted them before that promised time period. So I had another wedding I was shooting in Hawaii and I posted a picture of us on the plane and she wrote back and she answered on Facebook and she said, oh, well, no wonder you're not getting your, our pictures back to us because you're out on a family vacation somewhere. When I wasn't on vacation, I respond? was working. Well, I wrote back and I said, I'm not on vacation. I'm working. 
I told you you were going to have your pictures in 30 to 60 days. We haven't met that time limit yet. You'll get your pictures when they're ready. So after that, I really pulled back mm -hmm. um, because people will find a way to get through to you and call you out if you haven't responded in the time period they expect yeah. you to respond in. Well, it's interesting because another friend noted that people can be very passive aggressive in email in a way that they wouldn't in real life or, or maybe even aggressive, take out the passive. Um, and I think the same thing on social media, people say things that they just would never say to you in person. And that's where like this caps lock comes in where people type, first of all, you look stupid when you type in all caps. So let's just put that out there. If you are typing in all uppercase letters, you are not presenting yourself in the best light. <laughs> let's just help other people by sharing that you're not. So there's that. And then secondly, it looks like yelling. You know, we all kind of know that it looks like yelling and maybe people mean to yell, but you know, it's pretty obnoxious. I also feel really crazy inside when I get a text or an email that's written in shorthand. <laughs> My mother is so guilty of this. It drives me nuts. Yeah. So instead of you are, I get a letter U oh. and a letter R. It's so funny. That's from your mom. Yeah. <laughs> and it, to me, it's difficult to read, quite honestly. Yeah. It takes longer for me to read a message like that than if you were to just write it properly. But I also think it actually affects your brain. So if you're writing texts or emails in the shorthand method, then you're dwindling your capacity to actually write an, an intelligent I agree. sentence or paragraph. I agree. You've got to exercise your brain just like you exercise your, mu your muscles. And I think that um, kind of what we're saying is about being thoughtful about the person receiving it. It's about, you know, you know, thinking about the recipient when you send a message to that recipient. Yeah. And just trying to say, you know, I know I want my question answered or I know I want this, but what's this person's situation? So I guess to write and receive a nice text or email or post on social media, it requires the ability to think beyond yourself. A hundred percent, especially in a business interaction. Yeah. So you need to take the time if you receive an email and your immediate reaction is to quickly respond um, defensively. I think that you need to take the time to step back and say, thank you for sending me this message and for your thoughts. Uh, I can see where you're coming from. However, this is my position. I think it still needs to be written. Yeah. And sometimes I say, <clears throat> if somebody is actually being confrontational in a text or an email, I will say, hey, let's talk about this. You know, I stop all written communication because I can tell that it's not going well. And sometimes there is, there is the lack of ability to really get any warmth across when you're dealing with something that's inanimate, like text and emails and so and so forth. And it actually is making me think about just rudeness in general. And I read an article recently. I don't know if I agree with it or not. So I want to hear your thoughts. It said people are ruder during COVID. 
Is that a word ruder or is it more rude? <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote myself a note and I said, people are ruder. <laughs> <laughs> so since I wrote it, I think that I did it in all caps. No, it, it doesn't sound like a word now that we're discussing it. You're going to have to ask me the question again because I was too caught up on whether or not it was a word. <laughs> Are people lacking in etiquette um, more so during COVID, do you think? That was an article mm. that I recently read that they believe that the stress of COVID is causing people to be more rude to people than they are prior to. Hmm. What do you think? I don't think I've experienced that in my own personal life because I've really made a concerted effort to move away from any type of situation like that in my life. And it was just coincidental that it happened right in the beginning of COVID. That what? Oh, um, that okay. I was really trying to distance myself from those types of situations because I really get stressed out when people are rude. It stresses me out. Yeah. So I made a, an effort to change my entire life so that I didn't have to deal with people that were rude to me and were stressing me out. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if it's COVID or if it's just maybe it's a generational thing. You know, or maybe it's the fact that we do so much online and there's an ability, just like they say, when you drive, you can be really obnoxious. Mm. Maybe when you are doing things not in person, you have the ability to act in a manner that isn't really kind. I don't know. I think about sometimes I was at Oh Well Cow mm -hmm. um, getting ice cream, which I don't even love ice cream, but let me do a shout out for Oh Well Cow <laughs> because their ice cream is really good. And I was behind these, these three women and I was distant, so I couldn't hear what they were doing, but it was this long interaction. And when they left, the girl who was scooping ice cream said that they were yelling at her because they had to wear masks. And she finally looked at them and she said, listen, I just am a teenager who scoops ice cream and you should really take this up with my boss. And I thought, well, that... It's so odd that somebody would yell at a teenager working in a store because they have to wear a mask or for any other reason, honestly. Adult women, nonetheless. And yes. I think when you told me this story, you told me they look like they were in their 60s. At least, maybe even, maybe even older. So I just think, is that because of COVID or is that just something that we have? Because that's not even online, that's in person. Or just people rude and I'm just waking up to it. <laughs> well, I think that it could also be politically driven because the climate was mm. such that people had a platform That's to true. be more vocal about issues like that. So they felt like their freedom was being infringed upon because they were being forced to yeah. wear a mask. Right. So they were probably always rude and the, the political climate gave them the platform to be more vocal about it. Is it is interesting because even just looking at social media where you know, some kids want, or some parents want their kids in school all of the time. Some kids want their, or some parents want their kids at home. And some parents, we recently had, you know, a snow day that because of timing was asynchronous. And some parents were crazed about the fact that their kids didn't have the time to play in the snow. And some parents were crazed because they thought their kids should still be in school. And it's this kind of 
interesting thing when I step back and I just kind of read a thread and think, calm down. <laughs> Why are you so angry? Here's the deal. If, if my kid doesn't go to school because it's a snow day, I will either ignore what the school says and let them play in the snow, or I will do a combination, but they can't force me to do anything. I'm going to do what I want and life will go on. If there's this anger about not agreeing with somebody, it's, it, that's the odd thing for me. And I guess that's where the rudeness comes into play. Yeah. I'm so angry that I can't even talk to you with kindness because I'm just so angry that my kid has to do blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, this could be a completely irrational comparison that I'm drawing right now, but it's like abortion. If you don't want to have an abortion, don't have one. Why do you care what the person down the street is doing? It's not your body. Because so, they're thinking, but you're killing a baby. Right. They're like, they're, you know, with people with abortion, they're thinking, well, you just killed a baby. Right. So the people that think that the kids should be in school, they think that we're, that the parents who don't want their kids in school are affecting their mental health in some way by yeah. not allowing them the opportunity to go to, to go to school. I always think it's just, it's an interesting thing when people say we don't want governmental interference and then they advocate for governmental interference. It's just the weirdest thing. People point. will say things like, yeah, there should be prayer in school. Well, guess what? I had prayer in school. I went through 12 years of Catholic school. I went through more prayer than you could, you know, shake a stick at. And I don't know what that expression <laughs> means, actually. You could shake a stick. What does that mean? What does that does mean? Does it mean like a yardstick? I don't know. Who's shaking a stick at anything? Is it an angry person shaking, shaking a stick? Like hitting your knuckles with a stick? I my dad went to Catholic school and he used to say that the nuns would hit them. Yeah, nobody ever hit my knuckles. knuckles the... Yeah, I hear that. And my dad went to Catholic school too. And I'll bet you his knuckles got hit, but my knuckles never did get hit. The, the most that happened in our Catholic school was that the teachers would sometimes pull the boys' ears. They would mm. drag them by the ear, which mm. wasn't fun to watch. The uh, When I sent my kids to Ukrainian school, the Ukrainian dance teacher would pull their ears and press on their pressure spots. So I pulled them out of that. Oh my gosh. When I, Clara went to ballroom dancing many years ago and the teacher would say things to the kids. Like if you keep talking, we are going to stick you in the dark closet and shut you there for the class. And I would look beside me at the parents who were nodding. And it was very odd because PS, the other kids were so poorly behaved. You would have thought they would have been the most well-behaved kids on the planet. Right. It's just the culture. It's just, yeah, it's an uh, I odd used thing. to, my poor oldest son, I used to threaten him when he was a kid that we would let a big gigantic snake come attack him if he wouldn't <laughs> behave. What the hell? <laughs> you know what? There are some cultural things. Like, I remember one time when Gracie was really little, I said, let's just go to the store. And she said, no, 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 my hair isn't, isn't brushed. And I said, that's okay. It doesn't matter. She goes, no, no, no. Daddy says that the rats will make a nest in my hair oh. if I don't brush it. And I was like, what is that? No rats. Oh, he would say the cockroaches will lick your feet Ew. if you don't take a bath before bed. Do cockroaches have tongues? Do I? Yes, even, do might. we have them waiting and ready to lick somebody's feet? He had a bunch he of, them. Jar of them. He would say another thing when the babies were little, he would say if I were changing their diaper, but their head was toward me mm -hmm. don't do that they'll go cross-eyed or 
I don't remember what it was. Something bad was going to happen. Maybe they were going to die. He had How a lot did of crazy. you change their diaper with their head <laughs> towards you? Why? I don't know. Maybe I didn't feel like getting up and going to the other side. I don't could know. Could you just spin the baby around? I could. <laughs> I was I just, I guess I could see, I guess that's the whole front to back or back to front wiping argument. Well, you know, that's a good point. I probably didn't change a poopy diaper that way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and even like if, if you wore one sock on and one sock off, that was something really bad, yeah. according to Victor. So yeah. there are a bunch of cultural things that I have don't think they have anything to do with um, rudeness. But guess what? What? Before we go. Yeah. Don't worry about people being rude. People are going to be kind in 2021. You know how I know? How? I've read a story. Google this if you doubt me. This woman, she's a psychic, and she tells the future by flinging asparagus across the room. Hmm. Isn't that interesting, first yeah. of all? <laughs> and her asparagus flinging uh -huh. have shown that COVID will go away by June, and people will be kinder in 2021. So does she base this on how far the asparagus goes or how to... the asparagus breaks when it hits the wall <laughs> or by the color of her pee after she eats the asparagus? Uh, I don't after think she, she eats it. it. Or maybe she eats it and then throws it. Mm. Or maybe she throws it after she eats it. But she just flings her asparagus and then, then she tells the future. I think it's the patterns that the asparagus land in. Mm. So kind of like tea leaves. I guess. Mm. I wonder what happened to our squirrel. I don't know. I don't know. He must we'll be have to look. Somewhere. Yeah, hopefully he's hibernating somewhere. Yeah. Well, everyone who's listening, just know that in 2021, we are all going to be kinder. And this is so because the asparagus lady says it is so. That's awesome. I'm Googling her. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So catch us on Clubhouse at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're just going to have a quick 30-minute room in there discussing email and digital etiquette. Sounds good. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye.